0: Hey and thanks for listening to Heated Waves. I'm your boy Mr. Bradstone and the host. Uh, I'm just going to go over this Baker Mayfield getting the Cleveland Browns the first win last night. How about that? Uh, actually watched the game from about the second start of the second quarter all the way up and wow. Am I wrong about Baker Mayfield going number 1? Unless this is just a fluke. He was just spot on. He was just, you know, in the moment and he just was rolling hot or you know, I was totally wrong about him. Like I said, you know, and and him not being shouldn't be the number one pick overall. I think he should have been around there about f- third, fourth, or fifth. Um, from what I've seen out of all these rookie quarterbacks that have has gotten to play, Baker Mayfield's the real deal. Out of those guys, after one game, now look, he could go out there and flat out suck this next game coming up playing the Raiders. But after what i seen last night was just a phenomenal performance for the guy. He was, what, 17 for 23, 200 yards, 201 passing yards, no touchdowns, no picks, though, either. And he was just, I mean, he was standing in the pocket with guys coming into his face, bringing pressure, and he stood tall, never even flinched, never even blinked, and he just fired that football. That's what you want from a rookie quarterback, especially a number one pick. Like we were talking about in different... Podcast uh, about the Saquon Barkley. If you're the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth pick in the NFL draft, you have a high, high uh, caliber type player there that has to produce. When you get stuck into that position and you're a starter and you're a rookie and you're top five pick, you are you're you already have a standard that you have already had set for yourself that you have to basically, you know set and and keep doing like if you're that good of a pick you have to be good and I expect nothing less of you and that's that's what I seen at a Baker Mayfield last night he was slinging that ball there was no wobbly passes these were all sharp crisp um only where his receivers can get it especially I can't remember who that pass was down the middle of the field but I mean it was the tightest window you could possibly imagine Looked like Aaron Rodgers just needling the thread over there so they're threading the needle my fault It was just, it was great. And I'm so happy for the Browns. It's been like 600 and something days since they've won a game. That is just you know, unheard of, unless it's like college football or high school football or something like that. I could get that because, like we talked in a previous podcast as well, me and J-Mac and, and company. J-Mac was part of, a you know, the Parkview High School out of uh, Springfield, Missouri, where we're from. Had a two, I think it was two years in a row losing season. He was a part of that team. And it's just, gosh, it is just a, uh, you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just not a good feeling to lose that much and then once you finally get that first win it's like you won a championship right because if you watch that game and watched afterwards after they won the way they were celebrating the way even the fans were i mean there was fans hugging random fans didn't even know each other just because they got the win finally got that monkey off their back that ridiculous weight off their shoulders and it was all brought to you by sparking up and just being like, you know what, Tyrod Taylor, you're out. You were 4 for 14 for 19 passing yards. Pathetic. Yeah, you were running the ball great, but we can't just have that. You're one, That makes you one-dimensional. So what do they do? They pull him out of the game or he got hurt, whatever the issue was. I didn't get to see that part of why he got taken out. I'm guessing because of how shitty he was. Or maybe it's because he got hurt, thank God. Because they got to plug in Baker Mayfield, the number one overall pick, And he came in there and was just electric right away. Now, those six incompletions he had out of 23, I'm going to say at least three of those should have been completed. One just straight to the chest of Landry, and he dropped it wide open for another 12, 14-yard pass. But... uh. They put him in, you know, they put Baker Mayfield in and then look what it did to the defense. It gave them just this boost of confidence and this momentum swing when when Baker Mayfield got in there and just start, and let him down the field and they got a field goal off of it. And then the next drive, he leads them down there again. They get they get another field goal, then a touchdown pass. And they were down 14 nothing at one point. I know this is the Jets, but listen. Uh we we were just discussing this on our NFL Week 3 picks last podcast that Jay Mack brought up. That the Jets had like the number five defense. Yes, this is based on yards in the first uh, two games or whatever. But still, a number five defense on giving up yards. And they're always a real good defense there in the Jets. That's that's about the only thing they ever have. But uh, it, it didn't show up there. Uh, Baker Mayfield came out there firing. Like I said, great throws. These were all, um, you know, just hard spiraling, perfect spiral passes to the guys where they're supposed to be at, led them perfectly, there on time. I mean, the chemistry was just there. So with all of this said, if you're still listening to me rambling on about this Browns game, look, I think you keep Baker Mayfield in. Yeah, it was it was a half of a game or two and a half quarters of a game, and he balled out. He didn't throw an interception. And he didn't throw a touchdown. Which that's because they only you know they handed it off a couple of times right there in the red zone, and Carlos Hyde got it in there. So it kind of took away from that. He probably would have threw one to Landry or somebody. But look, you keep them in, right? You keep you keep Baker Mayfield in, and you ride him until one, you know. God forbid he gets hurt that way you know, they can actually have a future. It looks like if Baker Mayfield can play like this and that offensive line can block for him like they were and he could stand in the pocket and not flinch and take you know whatever hit it may be or scramble out like he was and throw the ball on the run, they have a shot. like I was saying, like we were talking about a long time ago predicting who' going to win what division and stuff. look, keep Baker Mayfield in and ride him just like you know, the bucks are with Fitzpatrick, right? And maybe this team could get to eight wins. It's not far-fetched. They're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. That means they have to win seven more games, right? Seven more games out of... They've played three, so you got 13 left. I mean, out of the next 13, you can win a little over half? I, I think that's realistic. If they play like they did from the second quarter and the second that Baker Mayfield went into that game in the second quarter, late second quarter... They can they can win seven more games. Look, I mean the schedule is there for them. Like I said, next week I think they can beat the Raiders. Raiders are zero and two. They're at Oakland. That's a tough place to play. I get that, but look, they can win that game. That's a very winnable game. That's your second one of the year. Then you're looking at you're already positive. Better than you've done in two years. You're at two one and one. I think they should have beat the Steelers. Maybe they should have put you know Baker Mayfield in earlier. Or maybe this was their plan all along to wait till this third game and just, you know what, let's, let's go out there and see if we can't. I mean, we're already losing 14-0. Let's put them in there, see what the hell happens. And look what happened. They won the game. He won the game for him, regardless of what anybody else thinks. Baker Mayfield made that game and won that game for the Browns. He gave his defense momentum, gave his defense confidence of what they've seen in him. Because what defense is going to play for an offense that just can't do anything? It doesn't spark any motivation or confidence or none of that stuff. So I'm proud of the, the Browns for getting this win. I'm very, very proud and blown away by Baker Mayfield's performance. I didn't think this guy was that great of a guy. He was you know, 70% uh, accuracy of passing in, in college, but that's college. So I was ex- you know excited to see him in the NFL. When he got in there, I was like, oh, wow, here we go. And his first seven passes, he was like four for seven for like 49 yards. So... I'm excited to see what this future holds for the Browns. I'm not even a Browns fan, but I have been the last few years just because I want to see them win you know, half their damn games or something. If they can go freaking eight, seven, and one, that would be fantastic. But we'll see. And uh, thanks for my rambling or listening to my rambling on. And uh, thanks for uh, listening to Heat of Waves as always. Um, got any questions about this or anything else of any podcast or any episodes that we have put out? Let me know. I'm also uh, dropping. I'm going to say probably it'll probably take me either later tonight or maybe even tomorrow on Saturday to drop our, uh, us talking. We did a lot of NFL talk over the weekend. We talked about the first drop kickoff. We talked about, um, Josh Gordon going to the Patriots. So look forward to those two. And, uh, this Fitzpatrick situation going on. We didn't get to get to the Le'Veon Bell, but everybody knows what's going on with him. He's just holding out and, hey, do what you do, man. But uh, this is Heat of Waves. Thanks for listening. I'm your boy, Mr. Bradstone, and the host. Keep it locked and uh, give us your opinions and some voice messages. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter. Follow us. We will follow you back, and I'll follow you back on there. Peace.